Welcome to the Relax, It's Retirement podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Relax It's Retirement Podcast with your host, Josh Leonard, where we talk about transitioning into retirement with intent. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hey, Josh, how are you? Good, Wendy. How are you? Uh, waiting for the warm weather. I'm ready. I can see some plants already or some flowers already popping up. So I think Puxatawney Phil has been full of it this year. Well, they're saying that's actually not a good thing that these power uh, flowers are popping already because they're going to die <laughs> when the freeze comes back. <laughs> and that might be the case. I think I think last year that was a fear, too. We had a, a frost after some right. of the initial flowers popped up, but we've had a pretty mild winter. So I'm I'm ready for the summer. Uh, okay. Well, spring first, of course, but but then the summer and, you know, enjoy some warm weather, I think. Yes. Let's get outside. Yep, yep. But uh, Wendy, did I ever tell you about uh, my time in Hong Kong? No, you did not. Ah, yeah. So uh, when I was 21, I spent six months in Hong Kong. I studied abroad and it was wonderful, except leaving. You know, leaving is always tough when you've had a fun time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the morning of my flight, it's a little, little, little bit of a confusion there. And I woke up late. It was 9.45 a.m., and my flight was at 10 a.m., and uh, I was near the airport, but not near enough to get on a plane in 15 minutes that was taking <laughs> off. Oh, no. So I, I called my roommate that I had in Hong Kong, and he was a German guy, and said, Ich bin in Hong Kong. And Alex goes, what? You're still in Hong Kong? Because everyone knew I was leaving the next morning. He goes, oh, great. Let's head on over to the IFC rooftop bar. We'll grab a couple drinks. So like zero reaction as to why are you still here? But just, right. yeah, come hang out. So I went and uh, got a little bit of liquid courage. And then I had to call my dad and say, <laughs> uh, dad, I screwed up really, really big time. And uh, when I looked to book the next flight, because in my panic, I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to jump on the next flight. It's like no big deal, right? right. Well, the next stopped. flight was like two days later. Oh, no. It cost $2,800. So, you know, uh, in college, $2,800 does nev never is available. Yeah, you right? just don't I happen mean, to have that. Yeah, no, doesn't happen at all. Um, so, you know, I called my dad and he literally didn't say anything. He's like, I'll give you a credit card, get home. We'll talk about it once you get home. So that was a long couple days until I could actually get home. And then uh, like the first half of the summer was just me working to pay back dad. Um, As it should be. Right, right. And, <laughs> you know, lick my wounds. It was a pretty miserable summer. But it was it was sort of it, in reflecting. It's been a coming of age thing. Like I was 21. I thought, you know, I can do whatever I want. I'm 21. I'm an adult. Well, the reality was, no, I was still highly reliant on my dad to bail me out of situations or my family as a whole. So I think for me, it it was that pivoting point in life of I need to prepare for the what if. So what if something happens? How can I get out of a bad situation or how can I prepare better? So today, Wendy, I wanted to talk about a recession survival guide. 
So run through a couple opportunities and a couple mistakes to avoid in a recession. Okay, so you're going to prepare us for what to do to survive this recession. If that's there is right, one. that's right, or any potential recession. But okay. we'll we'll address some timely things for this one as well. All right, let's do it. So recession opportunity number one, I would say, is the inflation monster. So we've all gone to the grocery store, and I think eggs has been the latest sensational story, right? You know, yes, they they. All these used to, they used to be 99 cents. I guess that's what I had in my mind. They're not 99 cents anymore. <laughs> Even if a grocery store is trying to discount them, they're still not 99 cents. So we felt that inflation. I mean, really from April of 2021, in the month of April in 2021, inflation went from 2.6 to 4.2%. And all of last year didn't go below 7.5%. Now we've seen that waning a little bit, but... Not really enough. The Fed's still talking about increasing interest rates to help slow down inflation. But with that inflation monster, I'd say, hey, let's look for assets that are going to benefit in that rising interest rate environment. Okay. So it could be things. They've been raising the interest rate, and it really hasn't done a whole lot to help the situation. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it start to slow down, but that's and slowing inflation, Wendy, never means that we go back to old prices. So those 99 cent eggs are just gone. It's gone forever. We've talked about this before. That's right. And I think my grandmother, you know, when she used to go to the grocery store, bread should be a nickel. Well, bread was never a nickel in my life. Maybe a piece of bread you could get for a nickel. I don't know who's selling a piece of bread, but, you know, Inflation slowing doesn't mean that we go back to the old prices. It just means the rate at which it's increasing starts to slow down, which there has been signs of. And I think, you know, I think one of the big reliefs that we've seen over uh, the last six months is gas prices not climbing. Right. That's always Mm -hmm. painful when you go to the pump and you're seeing four plus dollars. And right. Especially in the summer when we all like to travel. I just for about two days saw two ninety nine. Just about two days, and it went right back up. (laughs) (laughs) Did you fill up, though? I didn't, and, you know, I probably should have taken a picture, too, (laughs) 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 to to prove what I'm saying. (laughs) That it's real. It's real. Yeah. You know, but that's it. We all feel it. So, you know, one of the ways that we can invest to try to match that is investing in things like commodities or really over the last 12 months, things like oil companies have done very well. With those rising prices, they've been making up for profit margins that they lost during COVID. So you can invest to kind of match with that. Okay. We can also look at things like gold or real estate, maybe things that aren't as short-term oriented, or even buying some of those quality stocks while they're at a discount. So if they got hit hard last year and you say, you know what, I really don't think Home Depot or a company, a large stable company is that much different a year later. You could look to buy into some of those stocks to take advantage of that opportunity. Tell me a little bit more about gold. I hear this all the time. Investing gold, investing gold. Can you expand on that for me? Yeah. So I would say this is a cautionary. Investing in anything or one type of any asset, we always apply the 10% rule. So we never want to have an allocation in anything above 10%, right? So if you're buying an individual stock, you never want that to be more than 10% of your total portfolio, that's an outsized risk. In, let's say, a major meltdown of a company like Enron or something like that, people were heavily invested. 
because it was a consistent outperforming stock. So people thought, oh, I'm going to put all my money there. Right. Or even more recently, still quality companies that didn't have fraudulent financials like Amazon have been hit really hard over the last year. So, you know, we, we want to be careful there. Never invest more than 10%. So gold, we commonly hear, or um, a lot of more conservative-oriented newsletters and things like that will really push investing your IRA in gold. I, we're not huge fans of that. I think rather, if you own a little bit of physical gold, that could be a good investment. But again, apply the 10% rule. One of the problems with investing your IRA in gold is if you physically hold it, it becomes taxable to you. So you don't mm -hmm. want to do that in an IRA. Then you have to pay someone else to hold your precious metal. So you're paying a storage fee and you don't actually have it, which to me seems a little ripe for fraud. So I uh, caution on that there. You could certainly get in trouble, but gold as or any precious metals can be a good way to help diversify your portfolio. But you can own that through ETFs or, you know, having physical physical assets outside of your retirement accounts. See, I was going to tell my husband that he had to go out and buy me a whole bunch of jewelry, that it was an investment. That's right. It's an investment. It's a hedge <laughs> to your relationship ending. <laughs> it sure can be, can it? <laughs> my, my wife had, had told me pretty early on in dating that she's allergic to cheap metals. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay, okay. Well, I guess that was a very diplomatic way of saying that. I yeah, love yeah. It. Don't buy me junk jewelry. No gumball machine stuff. Here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not proposing to me with the quarter machine. Um, so, okay. yeah, I think, you know, gold can be a good asset. I didn't mean that to sound as if we prohibit gold, but I think gold in particular is something that is maybe over-advertised at time or people get in trouble with a little bit by over-investing. Okay, what else we got? Yep, I'm going to say recession opportunity Number two is rising along with interest rates. So as the Fed is aggressively raising rates to try to tamp down inflation, well, let's let's take advantage of that. Let's lock in higher rates for our retirement. This can actually be a great opportunity. Back in the 90s, my dad set up his mother, my grandmother, Grandma Leonard, with an annuity that had an internal rate of 7%. So she's still getting paid 7%, which sounds like a fantastic rate today. And certainly five years ago, when interest rates were ultra low, 7% is great. Well, that was in the 90s when everyone felt like the stock market's going to perform at 20% forever. Right. Until it didn't. <laughs> um, and, and hence, it's a good investment. So right now, now is a good time to kind of review your portfolio and look at some of those things. Maybe... Um, Maybe by locking in a higher rate over a longer term might be a good bet for you if it fits in your total plan. I would say also just keeping some cash on the side is paying you a little bit more now too. Um, some high quality online savings accounts are paying around 3.75 to 4%. So that can be a great way to earn some interest on that on that liquid money. So Maybe you've kept it at your brick and mortar bank down the street for years and they're giving you a penny once a year to keep it in your savings account. Look for an online savings account that you can get a little bit more interest on. Okay. Another thing is T-bills. So a shorter duration government debt, something that might be available for you in, let's say, 90 days or something like that. Some of those are paying 4 to 5% now as well. 
And short-term CDs are also a great option there. So you still have that safety of, of you know, pretty short-term investments there or savings, but you're earning some money again on that. But I'd say that's another big opportunity that we've seen, especially for retirees. So what would you say, you know, are we making more on our regular savings account now that interest rates have gone up? We are, but inflation's high. So one of the things that we always want to think about is our rate of return net of inflation. Mm. So if inflation's at 7% and you're earning 4%, you're really still losing 3% in spending power. But if your local bank's paying you 0%, well, still the 4% is a heck of a lot better, right? (laughs) So we need to to, to try to combat that as much as we can. I think with CDs too, if you know that you're not going to need some money, maybe for a little bit longer, maybe you look to tie it up in a CD for an extended term. Maybe you look out five to seven years so that you're still getting that rate. If interest rates go back down, you're still guaranteed that rate for a period of time. That goes back to that 7% Grandma Leonard annuity, right? If we can lock in higher rates while they're there, we'll benefit from it in the long term. All right. So what is... Recession opportunity number three. I will say number three is tax strategies that won't bite you. Uh, So we want to be careful. We certainly don't want to cause tax issues ever. We always need to pay our fair share. But if we could pay a little bit less in the long term, that would benefit us. So one thing we commonly talk about in tax strategies is Roth conversions. So let's say that we had a stock that at the end of 2021 was worth $100, right? And we think, oh, this company, ABC company, is still worth $100. But last year, it got cut down. And maybe that stock's only worth $80 today. Well, we could do a Roth conversion, take money from our IRA, pay taxes on it, move it over to our Roth IRA at the current valuation at that $80. If it jumps back up to $100, we have $100 in a tax-free asset now. So we paid a 20% or we paid taxes on a 20% less of a value. So we're getting a discount on the taxes there. I Um, like that. Yeah. So it's a good way. Again, we're just taking advantage of the current environment we're in. Right? Right. Life gives you lemons, Wendy. What do you make? Lemonade. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Or a cocktail and add a lemon on top, right? I'm like, you know, a vodka and lemonade? (laughs) Um, I decided to do that. You know, I think Roth conversions are a great way to to use our current market situation and pair it with a tax strategy to help you get along better in the long term. Another one we'd say is fill up your increased tax bracket. So when inflation's high, a lot of things in relation to taxes jump up higher as well. So you have more room in a lower tax bracket. Thus, if you are able to do something like a Roth conversion, you have more space in a 12% tax bracket before you jump up to a 22% tax bracket, that's still a 10% discount. Mm. So make sure you're doing proper tax planning to fill up those brackets as much as possible. All right. Another one would say, I would say, have harvest tax losses. So look through your portfolio. If there is a position that's down a lot, maybe you want to look at selling that to help offset a gain somewhere else in your portfolio. So using that loss helps you minimize your tax picture overall. I think I need that vodka and lemonade after talking about taxes. Well, that, that I, 
and that's it. Sometimes you just need a cocktail, too. That might be recession opportunity number four. Okay. Have a good drink with a friend, right? Sounds like a plan to me. Yep, uh, yep. So we're worried um, about some mistakes as well? Yeah, so we, we listed out two mistakes, too. So recession mistake number one, I would say, is waiting too long to take advantage. We don't know when the end of a recession occurs until after, right? Everyone comes back and says, well, this was when it ended, right? Mm -hmm. And this is when it started. It's something that we look back. So as we talk through opportunities, you want to take advantage of them before it's too late, right? Yep. So you want to evaluate your portfolio, see if it makes sense to take advantage of any of these techniques. A common thing that we'll hear from clients, well, if the Fed raises rates, aren't fixed interest rates going to go higher? Or maybe the market goes down further. Maybe I should wait to convert this stock into a Roth IRA until the end of the year or something like that. If you're so afraid to make a move, do it in smaller steps. Mm. So maybe you're thinking about doing a $25,000 Roth conversion this year, but you think, well, what if the market goes down more throughout the year and I could have benefited more by doing it later? Well, do it in halves or do it in thirds. So do $12,500 now in a Roth conversion and the same amount sometime later in the year as well. It's always a gamble, though. I mean, you just you just never know, because like you said, this is something that we look back on. We don't know That's when right. it's actually going to end. That's right. But if you're afraid, we don't want to wait too long and totally miss the opportunity. So take smaller steps then. Mm -hmm. Be a little more conservative with your money. Yep. And rates can change pretty quickly, too. So if the economy really, really slowed down and the Fed said, oh, no, I think we raised rates too quickly, and then they started lowering them again, well, you might regret not locking in some portion of your portfolio into higher rates at that. Yeah. So just want to be careful that we don't wait too long and miss an opportunity. Okay. What else should we watch out for? I would say recession mistake number two is trying to handle the recession by yourself. So do you have a trusted partner to help you with your finances? I know even in my relationship with my wife, we talk through large financial decisions and having that partner is a helpful thing. Well, of course, we're here to help people navigate their retirement planning. And sometimes it's hard to make a move when the market's down. It's a little painful to think about, well, is now the right time to do this? Should I really change my allocation now or should I just wait? So having a trusted partner and not just listening to the news or any doom and gloom that you can pick up or your neighbor telling you, oh, you should put all your money in this. <laughs> you need a trusted partner to help you navigate your circumstances. Buy gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, and that is that could be one of those exact circumstances. No, I mean, that's what the neighbors say. Buy gold. <laughs> yep. Yep. Put everything in gold. Right. Um, it, it, he would not be the only one saying that. Um, <laughs> and I think if you are working with a financial professional and you haven't heard much lately from them, maybe it's time to evaluate. Make sure that they know your circumstances and help, and help them to understand your path so they can help you moving forward. If you say, you know what, I've reached out to him and or her and I haven't really gotten much you can always look for a second opinion, too. You can always talk to another financial professional to give you another perspective and see if maybe there's a different path for you to walk down. I'm a little curious. Is there a point where um, your financial advisor should be reaching out to you to make you aware of these types of opportunities? Yes. 
Um, I, I think it depends on your life stage. So the beginning of this year, we've been extremely busy working just with our existing clients, trying to update a lot of fixed rates within their plans. Um, and quite frankly, my team, we added a new member to the team and I think I'm driving them all crazy because when I do things like that, it generates a lot of paperwork, right? So they got to do a lot of paperwork. So um, I, I think on a regular basis, you know, most of our clients were at least meeting with twice a year. So if you haven't met with your financial advisor, really, since the market started going down over a year ago, you need to have that conversation with them now or evaluate if maybe you just need a different fit for you as well. I would say looking back on Hong Kong, I wish I had a Hong Kong survival kit that had a bailout for me to fly home. <laughs> um, if I had sort of a, maybe a voucher on my ticket or maybe travel insurance for my own mistakes, that would have been more helpful than having to call my dad and work half the summer to pay back my debt. Here, we're offering a free recession survival kit. It goes through a lot of the information we covered today. There'll be a link in the show notes so you can download that, read through it at your own pace. And if you have questions, you can reach out to us through that as well. One more question for you, Josh. What was the job that you had to do that summer to pay your dad back? Oh, well, the job wasn't that bad, Wendy. I worked <laughs> at the Village Pump on Kelly's Island, and I worked as a server there. So the job wasn't too bad, and, you know, I was right on the lake. So it wasn't that bad of labor. Oh, you're making but it sound like it was just the worst. Typically... That was like my fun money for college, you know? So <laughs> typically in the summer, I could line my pockets to then have fun once I went back to school. But I had to spend it on, you know, fixing my mistakes. So uh huh. So um, he made you pay him back. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was always good at that. You know, <laughs> you can make mistakes and I'm not going to scream and yell at you, but you're going to pay it back. Oh, yes. Well, and that's how you learn. You know, it would not be a valuable lesson to you if he had just paid that for you. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You wouldn't be the responsible Josh that we all know and love. <laughs> well, thank you, Wendy. Well, thank you. <laughs> so how can people get in touch with you, Josh? Yep. So they can always reach out to our office at 412-998-PLAN. They can email me at jleonard at leonardadvisorygroup.com or check out our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Relax, It's Retirement podcast. Please like, follow, and share with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Relax, It's Retirement podcast, the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.